Is Blake Shapin the reason that Baylor football finished 6-6 six and six this season? This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. Drake Toll alongside Cameron Stewart. Both of us work for Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Thank you. Making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. I hope that's the case. You know, I say that a lot. I hope that somebody right now is in their car. Why wouldn't it be the case? 7.15 in the morning, and they've just plugged in Locked On Baylor, and they go, man, I haven't listened to anything yet today. And then, boop, they hit play. And that's that. That's the first listen every single day. And totally today, muted out my kids, the baby crying, none of it. Baby? This is the first thing I heard today. What baby? Uh, Cam, yesterday I made a case in the show that Baylor's football season was disappointing. The entire show was not me making the case that Baylor football season was disappointing, but instead me saying, hey, everyone, it's okay to say that it is disappointing. I mean, I tiptoed I around I it. wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it until I heard it. As much as I was, I was all about saying, do you remember one win? You remember two wins? Yep. But then you said it was okay. You know? was and like, then lo and behold, here come the fans. Oh, I, I remember one in 11. You think this is bad? It's this comparative game. It's a comparative game. You know what? You know what it is? It's every time when you were a child and you were like, yeah, mom, I'd love to go to McDonald's. And she says, no. And you're like, why not? She's like, well, there are kids in Africa starving. You're like, number one. Most of Africa is civilized, so let's let's try to take that point away. Number two, all right. I mean, so we can't get McDonald's. We can't be upset at six and six because one and eleven happened. That just doesn't make sense. Why did one and eleven happen? And is it Blake Shapin's fault? Go. Why did one and eleven happen? It's because they had uh, like seventy Shapin's guys fault? on the roster. Was Probably Blake Shapin's, Blake Shapin's fault? fault. Probably Blake Shapin's fault. He threw too high and too low and two receptions that. Uh-huh. The six and six, which I'm assuming is what you meant, is not Blake Shapin's fault. Now, is Dude. he totally free from blame? People no. are uh, they are unfollowing you on Twitter. They I know. Are, I know. They didn't like me. They didn't, they didn't like me anyway. Let's be honest. But um, no, in fact, he's like the fifth or sixth biggest reason <sighs> if we're doing the blame pie. To be totally honest with you, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't great. By no. no means. No, probably not. By some definitions, not even good. And I'm not really going to push back too far on you. But <laughs> no, not even close, bro. Not even close. I mean, I hate this excuse, but there's a ton of inexperience in the skill positions especially. Yeah. I hate using that excuse 12 games into the season. I hate it. But that, I think, is a bigger part of this than uh, Blake Shapin. The third down defense went to just downright horrible the last Awful. month of this terrible pretty bad and I, look i'm gonna i'm gonna lock unlock and go into the ethos of some Un, of our biggest unlocked hitters. unlock Baylor. unlock the key and go into the ethos of some of our biggest haters i'll even put jeff grimes higher on the blame pie wow i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it to even it out today and I don't think he was the the number one biggest problem. Top either, of the blame pie? He wasn't the whipped cream in the blame no, pie. No, not All the right. top of the blame pie. Um, I will say, uh, like there's, again, I've said this on the podcast before. There's a couple of games this season where I was sitting there, by no means this great football mind or anything, but thinking mm-hmm. like, what the heck is the plan here? Yeah. What is the game? Oh, yeah. Kansas State, obviously. BYU, I even thought it. I was like, are we a passing team? Are we running it every 
three, three straight downs and hoping that we're getting a first, like what, what is this? Yeah. And then again, there were some great game plan games, Oklahoma, easiest game plan ever. That's the worst rush defense in the history of college football. Just run it right down their throat. Um, Kansas had a good game plan. Iowa state had a really good game plan. TCU had a good game plan. And all that's to say that the bad ones, you were like, well, what the heck? Like, you know, we just had a great game plan last week yeah. against Oklahoma. What is this that we're putting out here against Kansas State? So I think that's a bigger reason to blame than Blake Shapin. I think the third down defense is bigger to blame. I think uh, the lack of consistent defense, mostly enforcing turnovers, is more to blame. Um, honestly, I'm not calling for anything to happen to this guy. Dave Aranda deserves more blame. And I think he would probably agree with me when he says in the press conferences, yeah, after a loss, uh, I didn't think our guys were ready this week. And that's on us. That's on the coaches. We heard that three or four times this year. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, when does that correction get made? Or things like, uh, you know, I didn't know that we had the leadership to win this year. Okay. Part of that's personnel, but also like, what are the coaches doing? Why, why don't they have this team ready to play? And that happened a couple of times this year. So, you know, this is not the let's fire Dave Aranda, put a for sale sign on his on his house. And it's also not, you know, Dave Aranda only won because of Matt Rule's guys. Like, but he deserves some blame from this. So Blake Shapin being the scapegoat is so easy, but it doesn't tell nearly enough of the story. It tells yeah. like 10% of the story. Defense in the bottom third. We mentioned it yesterday. Defense in the bottom third in against the pass and the rush, which and that's you know start, and, and the first half of the season they were very good statistically. So that is damning, by the way. Yeah, but against ahead. the rush, especially. Yeah. Uh, it it is it's telling too that opposing teams can only throw and run. So when those are the two things you're that's not tough, very good man. at defending, that doesn't bode well. I'm gonna backtrack. I'm gonna give myself a little bit of grace here. In the look, this is nuts. This is insane. I stumbled upon this today. Blake Shapin, I talked about how I was defending him for a long time. Well, one of the reasons why, his September included 773 yards, seven touchdowns, one interception. He did pretty well. He was sacked eight times, too. Oddly yeah, high. That, like, was, that right. was the issue. That yeah, was the issue. Like, he holds offensive the line. Long. Okay. Yeah. Take, take you to November now. He throws for roughly the same amount of yards three touchdowns instead of seven and five interceptions instead of one. And he's only sacked five times. He just, by the end of the year, he regressed. He literally got worse. And the whole year, it's like, all right, one week, it's going to click for him. He's getting more and more Mm -hmm. experience and he's inexperienced. Give him time. Give him time. Typically, it's linear enough that you don't, completely tank at the end of the year statistically. And it broke you on Friday. I could see that. It did. And I understand that. I understand inter- that. Look, his QBR in October was a 153. <laughs> his QBR in November was a 110. That's not good. I like, not he true. threw that pick against Texas and I said, all right, it, it was fun. That's Here we go. It. Yep. Four of his interceptions, four of his 10 interceptions came in the fourth quarter too. Almost 50%. Yeah. That offensive line we said before the season was going to be one of the best offensive lines in the country, right? Was it not? They stumble out of the gates. But here we sit, almost about to be December, the end of the regular season. 
you'd be a fool to say they're not one of the best offensive lines in the country and had a better running game than I thought they were going to have or more talented runners than I thought they were going to have. Yes. And yet we sit here at six and six. Yeah, man, I I agree with you in that he regressed and any any second year guy, mostly in in college and in the NFL, um, you're waiting for that. Not just a step up, but like a big step up. Yeah. And, uh, we just haven't seen that one, Blake. And I am, I'm not like, let's ditch him. Let's throw him out the side of the boat. But if there's a better option, I, I just, I'd love to see it at this point. And I mean that like totally genuinely. I did learn my lesson in 2020 because I was one of those people with the megaphones calling for Zeno the whole season. And he was not ready that to play was you. when they put him in. I was, I was the one. I was the one and um, he wasn't ready to play and he ends up transferring. He wasn't good enough to play here, to be totally honest with you, um, to be the starting quarterback. And so yeah, those two good passes. It is our job some of the time to like have opinions and second guess the coaches and all that. So not saying that, that we can't do that, but I was like, ah, maybe they do see a little bit more than I do every day. Um, And so I'm like, maybe Kyron Jones just isn't ready. I think he's got a, a bunch of talent. Totally do. And, if there's an ch- opportunity for him to play in the bowl game, I'm here to watch it. I'm here to see what we got. But he is still a sophomore, Shapen. This is his first season starting. Again, I hate to use that excuse because it's 12 games, and here we are, and he got worse. But someone brought up a great point the other day, Drake. I wish I could give credit to someone, but I honestly don't remember who it was. It was on the great Twitter bird app. Of course. And they said, look was at it Blake Elon. Sh- they said, look at Blake Shapin's. No, there wasn't any guns or caffeine-free diet coke in the, in the tweet. Um, they said, look at Shapin's numbers this year versus Max Duggan's numbers his first year as a starter. Three years later, four years later, Duggan is a legitimate Heisman candidate. I don't think yeah. he'll be there, but let me read this out to you. Okay. 2019. 53% completion. Oh, percentage. God. That's bad. And he played the whole season, basically. Oh. Uh, so, worse completion percentage, worse yards, worse yards per attempt, less touchdowns, same number of interceptions, and a worse rating than Blake Shapin this year. How about 2020? It's a COVID season. It's all conference uh-huh. games. But Max right. Duggan's got a year under his belt. He's the starting quarterback. He's the guy. Completion percentage. Worse than Blake Shapin this year. Yards worse than Blake Shapin this year. Average yards per play lower than Blake Shapin this year. Touchdowns lower than Blake Shapin this year. Less than Blake Shapin this year. Interceptions way less. But still, I I digress. Same rating. And two years later, he's a Heisman candidate. Yeah, and so, reasonably so, completing sixty-seven percent of his passes and throwing for three thousand yards, twenty-nine touchdowns to three picks. Am I saying Blake Shapin's going to do that? Absolutely not, because I don't know. But he could. He could. The Max Duggan numbers say the same. And we'll talk about another guy that I got kind of, I'm not dragged, but people brought up some legitimate points to me earlier today on Twitter about yesterday on Twitter when you're listening. Uh, But we've seen this movie. We've seen this movie. It happens quite often in college football. But yeah, Blake Shapin wasn't that good this year. So what you're saying is I'm I'm agreeing with you. You're saying that Blake Shapin's not not going to be good. Next year, either. And Probably in not. But in 2024, 20- also, 
might get benched actually. Yeah, and then not against great. all odds, he comes back in 2025. BC Auburn Tigers. Hugh Freeze is Auburn Tigers week one at McLean in 2025. Yep. And yes. Leads Baylor to the playoff. Yes. Well, that's something to look forward to. So all you I, I know, there. and I know, and that's the and that is the, the caveat. That is the downside. Is it took Duggan a while. A like, long time. Duggan wasn't a bang long average time. quarterback. And so I'm just saying. You know, give the kid some five guys, years. Some guys, some guys are late bloomers, dude. Give the kid five some guys years. Get the, some guys get the voice cracks when they're nineteen. They're just they're just a little behind on things. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to go through what TCU went through. Yeah, that would mean I'll take the playoff berth, not but, with the program too. So yeah. you got a lot of ins and outs to your little Max Duggan comparison there. Yes, uh, I just thought it was interesting, Drake. You mentioned I like an interesting take with zero conviction to it. That's what that's what come I come after me. Come after me. I have I no basis. Come the, after the Tom, me. The Tom Herman Twitter thing <laughs> yesterday of look, I don't want to get rid of guards, but this is freaky, man. He's Just got showing awesome you guys resume. this. He's got an awesome Max Duggan. It took four years, but look, man, his numbers were the same. See what happened? Um maybe it'll only take three because Blake's numbers are better than. Uh, all of you out there that are saying Blake Chapin is just Charlie Brewer, stop doing Charlie Brewer like that. He's top five in st- every statistical category for quarterbacks at Baylor. He is one. He's on the, the Mount history, man. On the Mount Rushmore of Baylor quarterbacks. No, he's not. I hate you. He it probably is. is actually. He is. Fourth. He's fourth, but Lit- yes, but literally statistically, you can't argue it. It's just like number I get- one, JJ Joe, friend of the program. Absolutely. Yeah. Two. Uh, I don't know. This Don Troll. Up. Yes. Don Troll. Three, Nick Florence. No, three, Sean Bell. True. Four, Charlie Brewer. Shaping and we're not leaving anybody off. Yep. Five, tough five. Brewer shaping looks similar enough that you kind of just chisel a nose a little bit differently, and then you call it both. Number 12 True. underneath it. True. Um, this episode today is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. Go right there to start the game. It's like you literally... The game hasn't started yet because you won't go to bet online. Everybody else is sitting here waiting for it, and it hasn't started because you're not there. Bet online on the mobile. It's got the, It's on the mobile, on your cellular device. You can go there right now and look at it. Speaking of, I need to get a new phone. I need to do that pretty soon. Uh, bet online it has spreads and lines and podcasts, and you can bet online via bet online. Um, all of that and more. BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. Use your computer, use your phone, use your iPad, um, any of the things that you use that do internet, and it's going to pull it up. BetOnline.net. That's for you. Um, Cam, Baylor, you projected Baylor to go to a bowl. I, I You did, said yeah. Mississippi State. Which I feel like they're a little too good for the Liberty Bowl. Um, well, so. if we're being honest and talking about this podcast, I pretty much predicted them to go to the Sugar Bowl. Mississippi State or Baylor? Baylor. Oh. But this week, I projected them to play Mississippi State. And things ball. changed fast, man. Yeah. Um, I just things... I don't know the algorithm too well, to be honest with you. I was like, this is one of the ones they could go to. What if they faced Mike Leach? They're also six and six. That would they're be not. fun. They're eight and four. But they're eight and four. They're eight. And as soon as I said six and six, I thought seven and five, and I was wrong. <laughs> so yeah, that is that is this podcast. I think bring me on mathematically. Mississippi State couldn't play in the in the Liberty Bowl, which is fine. By the way, that's fine. You're just you know you're having ideas. <laughs> At least you tried. 
<laughs> I think I literally just like looked at what the like the matchups were, like conference. I didn't want to go yeah. and see who everyone was predicting because I didn't want to feel like Cheat. that. It's cheating. But uh, just like, okay, the matchups here. Hmm. Mississippi State's that's not great, but they're going to a bowl game. It's the same with us. Joke's on you. They are great. They're eight and four, unlike some they're teams great. that we cover. Great. Uh, yeah, you Baylor fans, that's a national championship for some of us here because uh, six and six is glorious. The the bowl game that Baylor plays in will almost assuredly be December 28th, 29th, or 30th. That's where um, you want to play, baby. Yep, that, that's your day. That's when everybody is real excited to watch football. That, you know, the first couple bowl games are always great to me because it's, it's like you're – BYU and Army, and you're just yes, and it's like Football's December seventeenth. Football's yeah. back, yes, and then it goes to like you get one little taste of the Capital One Bowl, and you're you know you get something good in there, and you're like, all right, that's pretty good too. And then it goes into a bunch of random just crap bowls. Just, I love a good like Tuesday afternoon bowl though. Yeah, just like a Washington in State, just like a Washington State versus a, a Vanderbilt. And you're like, oh yes. Um, it's Northern Illinois and SMU. Maction, baby. Maction. Yeah, and SMU is like a 17-point yeah. favorite. But Woo! here comes the Northern Illinois round game. Ball season. And the shirts, man. I wish I had some of these shirts from the, the like 2006 Eastern Michigan versus FIU. I want that shirt in the poinsettia bowl. How- Dude, I almost got the Russell Athletic Bowl jacket, mm. which would have been fantastic. So for Baylor, they will not be playing FIU. Heck, they might at the six and six is the, actually six and six is it's the weirdly worst how it's record. Like all going to be SEC teams. Yes, and Big like Twelve all teams. But like eight, all but like one of them were going to be an SEC matchup. Eight Big Twelve teams too yeah, that have that. made a bowl game, which is wild. Meaning there are a bunch of six and six Big Twelve teams got to go somewhere. So your Baylor Bears don't look now might end up. This is one of the more popular ones that pop up today. They might end up. In the guaranteed rate bowl. You thinking your rate's going to change? Nope. Hello, Maryland Terrapins and the worst Ooh. brother. Yeah, the less good brother in oh, the guaranteed yes. rate bowl. Yes. I'll be on the East Coast. Give me like a 1030 Eastern kickoff. Maryland's wearing the worst uniforms you've ever seen in your life. And Tua's brother throws like three and a half picks. And Baylor's wearing yellow on yellow on yellow, just mustard. And it is, no Baylor one's watching it. 19 points. No one's at the game, and the final score is 19 to 0. <laughs> Baylor doesn't throw it's the ball the one bob. time. It's at the Bob, and there's like 2,000 people there. And it's oh, freezing because it's nighttime in Arizona in December. I love it's snowing. That cactus Bowl, though. That, this cactus, is the Cactus Bowl. I know, 2016, that yeah. Cactus Bowl. Green, gray, green. I think wow. it was the only time they wore that. It was bad. People forget. People forget. And green, gray, green. the crap out of a ranked team. One and oh, one and oh. Katie green, Cannon green. had like 30 catches. So that's Probably that might happen. The Liberty Bowl is also in play, which I would love, by the way. Uh, big Liberty Bowl guy. I grew up near That's it. close for you, man. Close. Memphis. Yeah. Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl or Arkansas in the Texas Bowl is also on the table, too. So I think Memphis the Texas is the Bowl, biggest city in Arkansas. The Texas Bowl, yes, would be the biggest win for Baylor. If, if Baylor's going to get a win here in the postseason, it's getting an invite to the Texas Bowl. Please, dear God. Your uh, prediction ent- entirely, actually, would be the biggest one. My, was mine the Texas Bowl? 
I think so. Yes. Te- Arkansas is the opponent. Texas Bull against Arkansas. Two six and six teams. SEC and Big 12. Why not? Kendall, who Kendall says Bryles. no? Who says no? Kendall Bryles, who they hate, by the way. They hate him. Talk about regression, man. I mean, that's a different podcast, but hey, I'm man. shocked that his career hasn't taken off. But anyway, anyway, that would be the dream. That's what happened in 2018. Six and six, but got the Texas Bowl. They did like a running of the line. They had a student section there. It was awesome. That's the, that is the best scenario you can get because no one's going to try out. No fans are really going to start. T-Rex, don't tweet at me. No other fans are going to travel for the bowl game unless they're friends and family, which is great. But you go into Houston, you have an actual alumni base. There's a group awesome. of there's a group of a hundred fans that would go to Phoenix for sure. Worst case, worst case scenario. Shout out you guys too. Don't let Cam. Worst off-put. case scenario would be to play in another one of your alumni bases, and that's the Armed Forces Bowl or Lockheed Martin Bowl, which is the one that Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Am I right in that? That's yeah. an Eamon Carter. I don't like you TCU fans, but let us have it if we play in that bowl game and you guys are in the playoff. That's a great bragging right. Be oh, like you're six God. and six and playing in our stadium in a bowl game. We're playing in the playoff. Yeah. That would Just, be the worst case scenario for me. Think about last year. I same... wish we still had the Big Twelve and the pinstripe ball. That's Cons- what I need. Consider this. This is for you, Baylor fans. Here's why you don't want to go to Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. It is last year. It is New Year's Day. And it's, it's New Year's Eve. Tomorrow, Baylor plays Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. So you're sitting in your hotel, just clicking through games to see what's on. Oh, TCU's playing in McLean Stadium against oh, it's so great. Navy so for awesome. a bowl game. And you're like, what is, why are they in McLean? You know how demoralizing that is? That As so the awesome. Baylor staff are putting on a great neutral site game for you. That's As, what they're, Baylor... drill, as they're drilling into the wall, 2021 Big 12 champions, like during the second quarter. Yep, yeah. that's what Baylor will be playing in, in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl at Eamon G. Carter in Fort Worth. Um, there are and a lot of fun TCU fans that don't make it are like in Navy whites. Yes. Rooting against them. There'd be a lot of fun bowl game opportunities for Baylor. Um, fun for the team. I don't know. I don't know. This I, is our best episode ever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've only done this like three. This is our best episode we've ever put out. All right. Our last segment doesn't have a reader. So I'm just going to do our last segment. Cam, the transfer portal is here. Um, oh, it's going to get even better, baby. I am in it, by the way. Um, How about that? I got an email from a hire from a talent director yesterday, and they want me to be in a, in a, in a commercial. This is a true story. Um, they want me to do a voiceover for an MCC commercial, McLennan Community College commercial. So, hey, great people I think at MCC. Always love the people I worked with over there. My NIL, my NIL money is in. That's it. It's over. I think I'm going to have to commit to McLennan Community College through the transfer portal. Um, I I was floored how many people entered the portal. Day one. I say floored, crazy, but man. just, wow. It's a carousel. Of- it literally is NBA free agency now. Like, yes. July 1st. Bang. More so than any other sport. Like, it's just, it's open. It's done. Yes. And every guy that enters, the immediate conversation is like, oh, well, he's going to Baylor. <laughs> But that's every fan base too. It's just the comments are all, oh, yeah. you know, oh yeah, go Buffalo or whatever your mascot is, your favorite mascot is. Almost the Baylor mascot, by the way. They were almost the Buffalo. That's true. Um, no one from Baylor transferred. That's a good thing, right? 
that's a very good thing. That's actually a very positive sign. And that's something for the people even more negative than you, of which there are a few. So the guy, yeah, the guys to, are not look winning. At. They're not winning a lot of games, but they're having fun. The guys are having fun. I think it's deeper than that, Drake. I think they buy into the message. That's what I'm going with. No, seriously, like they've got it. Would have again a lot of young guys, skill positions. They've put something on tape, and they want to be like, you know what? I want to play for Jeff Grimes next year. I want to yeah. play for Dave Aranda next year. I want Blake Shapen to be my quarterback. There's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for that. Again, it's not the worst season Baylor's ever had, but it is disappointing in that you started number 10 and had all these expectations and went six and six. And yet here we are. The wheels are firmly on this train. Uh, by the way, how many guys left six and six Oklahoma today? Oh, the answer like a couple. I don't actually know, but they are like estimating the University of Arkansas has like a 40 person exodus. And oh. that's that's football. That's ba- that's Dallas. And that is that is that is football to a certain extent these days. Yes. It's going to happen in Arkansas, it's going to happen in Oklahoma, it's going to happen everywhere in America except for your private Christian university, Baylor University, Crown Jewel of the Brazos. These guys can stay. They believe. They're staying in tech because they're uh building a new end zone. Yeah, they have Joey McGuire, man. They also beat Oklahoma, finished with a better Big 12 record and a better overall record than the Baylor Bears. Yeah. At first, I was watching that game, and I was like, awesome. We beat both of these teams in their barn. And then I remembered, oh, wow, Joey McGuire is going to be the first tech coach ever to beat UT and OU in the same season. And, oh, yeah, Tech's going to finish ahead of us. You know why? Because they beat the Texas Longhorns, and we didn't. Hudson Cards, Texas Longhorns, but the Texas Longhorns nonetheless. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that great, that awesome feeling you and I had walking out of Norman with a victory, which is still an awesome feeling. That was good. But they just lost to Texas Tech. They did lose to Texas Tech. <sighs> and in a pitiful way, too. In a, we've got a big lead, and now we don't anymore. Yeah, Texas Tech just really beat care. us. Um, again, adding to the disappointing season Baylor had in 2022. Do you want to do an episode later this week about Matt Rule getting hired in Nebraska? I think we owe it to our Nebraska people. It was funny. Um, it was funny. I, I tweeted something completely unrelated to Matt Rule, and someone responds, what are your thoughts on Matt Rule to Nebraska? And then another person responds to them and says, we don't care anymore. He's gone. And I was like, who's this we? Why Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for standing up for me and telling him how I feel. Drake That's does right. not care. Get <laughs> off his butt. He doesn't he is, care. That rule is gone. I, mean, I don't really care. But no more. Yeah. Do you think that, that like you told him a Nebraska fan tomorrow, it was Chris Platt, right? Wasn't it Chris Platt that wanted to transfer? Yes. If you went to a Nebraska fan tomorrow and told him the Chris Platt story, what would they say? No. Humbug. Uh, That's no. not even true. Did you cite two sources? Of course he would say that. The guy probably hated him. He's a great coach. That's how I sound in Nebraska. Midwesterners. What that was. (laughs) You know what I have to say to that? This has been. What I have not got over is some people talked about Baylor is QB and school. Some of you haven't. (laughs) Okay. Even been to college or played in anything, this page is not the same as people as last year. 
One thing, the one that talk about young people like that, I feel sorry for yours <laughs> if you have any. That's what I have to say to that. Cam, what does that mean? If you if you don't know, keep it to yourself, okay? If you don't know what that means, what was said, keep those feces oh. to yourself, okay? She had a point. If you don't know what Cam's talking about, go to she his Twitter. She me. I just said it. <laughs> Sure, he'll pin it. That's so such a good message. The young people, man. It's actually the young people. like genuinely. I this. I don't hate it. Like it's so funny. That is the best interaction I think I've ever. It's gotten. so outlandish. Why it's, would you say perfect, something bro. so controversial, but so true? And then say, you know what? You don't like it, Napoleon. You can leave. Okay. Just get, uh, awesome. get out of here, I'm man. Taking my ball, I'm going home. I said what I said. I quote what I quote. Okay. If you don't like it, get the hell out. You can't. You're not catching my drift. And then the best part is someone else comments underneath it. Caught the drift. Agreed. Agreed yes. hard. Yes. Spot on. Let's go. Yes. Is that the best? No, that is the best part. The second best part <laughs> is. Hypothetically, if this were a comment on Facebook, it would have been under a pretty positive story. <laughs> That's the second best part. Agreed. That it's a positive story about, I hey, agree guys, don't give up yet. Like, we've got the bowl game. Those are fun. You know what? You know what? Oh. I'm sick of this people and quarterbacks in the college. Okay. Oh. For everybody out there, John Garcia Jr. is coming on the show tomorrow to talk about the uh, transfer portal. This has been Don't Miss Tomorrow's Show. Locked on. Baylor. Baylor.